the challenges in the gamified um, space is a really great place to see everything that's available to you and then being able to choose how you want to have a relationship with HubSpot. Hey everyone, I'm Joel Premack, host of the Community-Led Growth Show. Today I'm joined by Christina Garnett, Senior Marketing Manager of Offline Community and Advocacy at HubSpot. Thanks so much for being on the show, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, let's dive right into it. Would you please give everyone a 30-second intro about yourself? Absolutely. So I have a non-traditional background. I was an English major in college and then wound up teaching math for five years in private and public school. I found marketing through HubSpot Academy and absolutely fell in love with inbound marketing and the entire methodology of, of value and giving more than you take. I've worked with nonprofits, small businesses, startups, and currently work at HubSpot um, and am the Senior Marketing Manager for Offline Community and Advocacy. I do a lot of extensive social listening, audience intelligence, and try to make sure that the people who love HubSpot feel loved in return. That's awesome. And I love that last part of like, making those people feel like that HubSpot loves them in return. That's next level community. I love it. Love it. Well, that gets us right into our next question of what made you so passionate about community and that made you essentially decide that you wanted it to be your full-time job? I think, I can't remember who said this, but um, someone mentioned, I've, I've heard it in passing, that the people who are the best community builders are the people who never had their own communities. They never felt included. And I definitely, that, that feels right to me. Um, I've always felt like I was able to walk in a room and I could sense how everyone was feeling and I could read the room quite well, but I never felt like I belonged in there. And so it's, it's always been a part of my, my story, no matter what work I was doing, connecting people and being a bridge to people has something that I've done naturally pretty much my entire life. And so to be able to bring that purpose and that ability to a company that I love and with customers and partners that I love working with it's, it's really kind of been this synergy of all of these things coming together. That's wonderful. Thank you. So in your current role, I've done a little bit of research and I found out that you launched HubFans. Mm-hmm. What is it and why did y'all launch it? Yeah. Let's get the scoop. <laughs> yeah. So, um, HubSpot's had advocacy in the past. We had a program called HubStars, and it was specifically focused on um, what you would think, like the top, top users, people who are the biggest advocates, whether they're customers or partners. And um, it, it, they've done it a few times in the past, and they really wanted to bring it back. I was bringing, um, I was brought on board to create like an a influencer program, essentially, with a lot of the top people who are speaking about us, who are thought leaders, who love HubSpot, who realizes who realize the potential of what HubSpot can do for businesses across all sizes. And when the person who was going to take over for HubStars, um, who was going to bring it back, they they transitioned into another position in HubSpot, and they asked me if I wanted to take on that role as well because all of that together would be advocacy, and I would have been partnering with that person anyway. And I love a challenge. So I was like, I would absolutely love that. Give it to me. Like, let me have all of it. 
And so um, started building out what they, the framework that they had already started and really trying to figure out how we can make this a better program. So really great foundation was set up for me. And then I was able to build off of that and add new pieces to make sure that we're really cataloging um, and showcasing that we understand the motivations and needs of our, of the people who love us. And so um, we have a gamified experience. We have a community experience. I'm very passionate about picking your own adventure because there's not one way to love a brand. There's not one way to love HubSpot. And so I really want people to feel like it doesn't, how much, it doesn't matter how much money you're paying. If you're an enterprise customer, or if you're a starter customer, it doesn't matter if you're an American customer or if you're in Germany or you're in India or you're in Australia, it doesn't matter we appreciate all of our customers and partners. And so I, I wanted to make sure that there was multiple opportunities for our advocates and our hub fans to be able to celebrate that and connect with each other. Cause that's one of the beautiful things about community is connection. So we're creating this opportunity and facilitating these people who love HubSpot to be able to come together, share knowledge, answer each other's questions, do hackathons and share, like, here's a problem I'm having. If I get this group of hub fans together, how can we figure this out? Is there, is there a thought, a thought process I haven't figured out yet? Or is there a trick or something? I don't know that maybe someone in this group knows and giving them the liquidity to feel like they have a bigger seat at the table. So we have hub fans and then we have the top hub fans, the ones who are doing a lot of stuff in the community or they're doing, um, they're sharing a lot of stuff on social, really giving them opportunities to be seen and have a seat at the table. We had, um, we had a selection of our hub fans council that were correspondents for inbound. And so they were able to go to inbound and really share their thoughts as subject matter experts with the sessions that were happening with the, the lessons that they were learning and, and providing an opportunity to share those takeaways with our audience and other people who maybe went and didn't get to go to that session or didn't buy tickets. But because of that, they were able to get a little glimpse into what inbound is really all about. Um, we also had a after hour show um, after inbound every night where people were able to really kind of come together and talk about their favorite sessions and what they were looking forward to and really kind of encapsulate that connection that we would have if we were all in Boston and just going at going to a restaurant or a bar somewhere and like grabbing a drink and chit chatting and talking about inbound. And so finding moments for us to really empower the people who love us, because it's, we, we are very lucky and blessed to have so many fantastic customers and partners. So it's not a matter of, we need advocates to talk about us. They already are. It's how can we make them understand that we, we see that and we appreciate that. And we want to make sure that they feel seen and heard. And so our council, one of the things that I'm very passionate about is making them feel like they're a part of the program in a sense of its future. So it also acts very similar to an advisory board where if I have ideas for the future of hub fans, they're the first people I talk to externally to say, Hey, this is what I want to do. Is this something that would be helpful for you? Is this something that would give value is what's, what can we do to make you feel special? That tends to be like the overarching question I ask myself daily is, is what I'm doing, helping these people feel special. Cause if it isn't, then it, it's, it's not good enough. They deserve better than that. That's amazing. And I love that idea of a B2C experience of having correspondence at an event and making that a thing in a B2B way mm -hmm. for inbound, one of the industry's largest events. And then 
using and having members of your community be those correspondents, not people from HubSpot, the company, but those of your, essentially like your raving fans, your army of customers that love you and support you. That's a really cool idea. And I love that. Um, on HubFans page, I read that you guys have these points for completing challenges. That is one of those consistent points across all three types of members within the HubFans community. How did you guys decide what a, like each challenge is mm -hmm. and what's the significance of them? So a lot of it is challenges are a really easy way for us to be able to directly engage and empower and reward our advocates for doing what they're already doing. They're reading our blogs. They're talk. They know about the events that are coming out. They know, um, they know that we have a reference poll. So if you want to be a part of, or if you want to do a review, or if you want to do, um, or if you want to share a quote about why you chose HubSpot over another tool, um, there are all these opportunities to be able to connect in your way. And so the challenges are a really fun way to reward people for doing a lot of the activities that they're already doing, but it's also putting them all in one place. So if I want to know like what events are coming up or um, if there was a new blog or a new um, like downloadable ebook that's available, if I'm looking for opportunities that I can be more involved in HubSpot, the challenges in the gamified um, space is a really great place to see everything that's available to you. And then being able to choose how you want to have a relationship with HubSpot. Do you want to be in a, the reference pool? Do you want to sign up for a webinar? Do you want to um, fill out a survey and, and be a part of market research for us? You're really able to see all the opportunities that are there. And then you're able to to really decide like, what does that relationship look like? And depending on how big the ask is, like if we just want you to check out the new, like the latest certification, then maybe it's 25 points. But if we want you to sign up for a webinar that's incredibly important that we know that would be beneficial for people, maybe that's a hundred points. Or maybe it's being a part of the reference pool and that's gonna be significantly more because we're asking more of people. Um, but the thing is, the beauty of advocacy and the beauty of community is that it's, in, it's inherently the opposite of silos. So we work across multiple departments. I'm constantly talking to other teams to figure out how we can help them. Is there something we can share for them? Is there something coming up that they want to make sure other people see or they want advocates to share on social? Um, but all of these are opportunities for us to get it in front of the advocates and then they're able to decide how much they want to do with us. Yeah, going back to your initial point of allowing your advocates and community members to choose their own adventure of how they engage with HubSpot. That makes a lot of sense and it's really cool how you guys have built out this program. Mm -hmm. So for Hub fans, how do you guys measure the success of the program? Are there specific KPIs? Um, or is it more of that general gut feeling kind of art meets science of, we know that this is working because we see these types of behaviors happening over and over again, or is there more of that science to it at HubSpot? The thing is that it's a little bit of art and science. It's a little bit of 
we do have KPIs. We're monitoring how many people are in the community group, how many people are in our gamified experience, how many challenges are they completing? What are the conversion rates as to this many people saw this challenge versus this many people completed it? We're obviously looking at all of that, but also a lot of what I'm doing with Hub Fans Council is we are doing social listening and we're trying to figure out where the responses are. And because of that, you can measure word of mouth in terms of this is how many people are talking about us and this is the overall sentiment shift, but there's going to be some, some metrics that are dark that you just can't measure. Great example. Let's say that I have like, so for example, um, there was someone who tweeted this morning that was talking about their favorite thing about HubSpot. I didn't ask them to do that, but they love us. And so they, they freely did that without, without provocation whatsoever. And I retweeted it as I, as I like to share a lot of what our customers and partners are saying about us. I find that not only is it like, yes, I see you, but it's maybe this helps people, uh, my followers get to know you and connect with you. And, um, it also spreads the message. If a partner is, has, has a, has a webinar coming up or has just released a YouTube video. Um, it's more than just like, Hey, thanks for that. It's let me, let me help amplify you. But I can't tell you how many people maybe have seen that YouTube video that, that I asked them to create or, or that they shared, or I can't tell you how many people saw the tweet from, um, from this morning. And because of that, went to HubSpot Academy or checked out, went to the HubSpot website or finally created an account. Like there's certain things that, especially when you're dealing with social, there's a lot of dark social issues that you'll never be able to truly form. So even if I'm able to say like, this is how much MRR, this is how much ARR we're influencing, it's never going to be hundred percent accurate because I don't, I can only see the people who activated through a specific link or they <laughs> activated, um, and mentioned like, Hey, because of this, I, I went on and I started a, an account those exist and you can definitely mark those, but because a lot of advocacy is in the social world, dark social is, in, is, is definitely a huge part of it. So I'll never be able to within reason, be able to say, this is exactly how much influence that we've created. This is how much MRR we've created from this, because you only see what people act on through trackable links or because they point blank told you. Otherwise you can say like, I think that came from us, but if they didn't leave a trail, if there's no, if there's no, if there's no way to, to track that, then there's no way to track that. Yeah. It goes back to something that I forgot where I heard this, but I often now think about community and influence, especially in terms of MRR, ARR, in terms of it's often a dotted line, not a mm -hmm. solid line. Yes. Very true. <laughs> um, you mentioned this a moment ago. What's the strategic value of advocacy across departments? You mentioned that you work frequently with people across the department, but what's the true value of it at HubSpot? And how does that value translate into actionable things for you guys within the company in terms of here's what is, we're going to work on next? or hear something that's really top of mind for our community, things of that nature. I think that advocacy creates an incredibly close feedback loop. 
because if someone, okay, take, for example, someone goes online, someone goes on Twitter, for example, or Facebook, and they just completely destroy you. They just yell and scream and are complaining. They, they may not necessarily be able to tell you what's wrong, but you can't tell you have to dive deeper to be able to figure out, all right, what are they mad about? What of that is our, what of that can we fix for them? versus it could be like something didn't work as quickly as I wanted or, and this could be for anything. This could be for like your Starbucks order. Whereas when you're working with advocates, the beauty of our advocates is they're, they're power users. They're incredibly knowledgeable about HubSpot. They know the features, they know how to do things. They will, as soon as something's released, they will start playing with it and, and really start to dive in. And so what you have is you have people who are incredibly knowledgeable about a product, love you, but also feel, feel really inclined because they have this sense of ownership because they have, they feel so deeply about HubSpot. They want to improve it. So when I have Hub fans telling me, Hey, I would really love it if we did this. I know it's not coming from a place of, I just want to yell at you. It's coming from a place of, I love this product and I want it to succeed and I want it to be better. And this as a user is what I would like to have. What you wind up having is really thoughtful conversations that really help lead you and, and help you see products in ways that you may not see, because if you're building something, you may not see it the same way as someone who's in it every day and who's in the trenches, but having that POV is priceless. And so having our advocates in a place where they get to have that seat at the table, they're the voice of the customer and get to say, this is something like, I'm here because I want this to be better. I'm here because this is what's missing for me. I'm here because I love this product, but it could be better for me. And here is how, and they will tell you, I mean, the ideas for them at HubSpot is, is a priceless treasure trove of ideas that our customers and partners have given us saying, based on how I use this product, this is what's missing, or here is how it could be better, or this is what I think you could do instead of how it's currently being done. And so by opening up that door for that feedback loop, whether it's through advocacy or the ideas forum, or just, just the way that our CSMs talk to their, to their customers, it's incredibly priceless to think about making sure that there's always a seat at the table for the customer and partner. There's always a seat at the table for their voice. You need to make sure they're always there because they're in there every day. They're making money based on how well it's doing for them every day. It makes their job harder or easier based on how they use it every day. And so making sure that they're close and having that feedback loop is absolutely priceless. That's very, very true. I love that answer a lot. And I think that you just hit the nail right on the head around feedback, whether it's product, how you communicate new ideas and new things, um, and just simply interact with it. I think that that's a wonderful point. Thank you. Absolutely. Last question. Mm -hmm. What are one to three pieces, pieces of advice that you'd give a SaaS company starting to build the community as a lever for growth for their business? One, you need to be very clear about your why and the why can't be, we want this for growth. It can be one of the things that you want to do with it. But if the leading thing is 
this is what these people are going to do for us and not how can we take care of these people? You will never see the wins quick enough. It will never grow fast enough. It will never hit the way that you want it. You need to be customer centric. You need to be community centric. So figure out your why. And it has to be based on giving them value and not using them because people know people can tell when you care, people can tell if you want me in the room because you want me in the room or you want me in the room because you need to use me. People know. And community can be community's long game. So your why, if it's focused on the community itself and it's focused on taking care of them, then that passion is what's going to keep you going through initiatives that may not have worked as well as you would like. But if you are so focused on, we need to be able to move this many pieces of content, we need to get this many links, we need to get that many things. If that's your key driver and that's your key measure of success, nothing else, just those numbers, it's never going to happen fast enough and it's going to fizzle out. So that's one. Two, keep your community close. Keep the people you want in that community close. Never lose sight of their motivations and their needs constantly listen. I am, I do social listening absolutely every day to try to figure out what are people's needs? Are there shifts? Are things different? Your, your community might have very different needs in January at the start of the year when they're kicking off and and trying to getting excited to ramp up versus Q4. And they're trying to, they're trying to end and, and make sure that they end the year in a strong quarter. So you really need to make sure that you stay close to them. And MPS scores your friend. Give them surveys. Ask them how you're doing. And don't be afraid of negative, of negative comments. Don't be afraid of it because that's where you can grow. That's where, that's where the opportunities are. The opportunities are in the complaints. The opportunities are in the, I wish y'all did this instead. Or it would be better if y'all did this. That's where the gap opportunities are. That's where all the gold lives. And so reframing how you look at that will change how you take care of your community. Three, it's all about relationships. Everything you do in marketing comes down to relationships. You can get me to buy something once, but for me to come back over and over and over again, you're creating consistency with me. You're creating loyalty with me. You're creating a bond with me. When you see your favorite content creators, that's what, that's what's so great about content creators that you see individually is they wind up doing things and making videos that feel like they resonate with you on a one-to-one basis. I feel like this person is similar to me. I feel like this person gets it. This person sees things the way I do. They have a similar opinion about this that I do. That's because it's creating a relationship. It's creating a connection. And so you're more likely to follow those content creators because you feel like they resonate with you. There's a connection. And so a lot of brands, no matter how many customers, partners, anything that you have, they know that they're not the only person that you get money from. They know that you're not the only person that you're there, that you're going to talk to. But when you are talking to them, it needs to feel like they're the only person in the room. They need to feel like you take care of them and that you care about taking care of them. Because otherwise they'll find someone else for cheaper, someone else with a different angle that will promise them that. And that's what you're all promising 
anytime a SaaS company or a brand or anything, it's, if you give us money, this is what we can provide for you. This is how we can take care of you. The long game, the things where it matters, the brands that last are the brands that create that trust, that create that relationship where now my pain point, this is when I think about something I need, I go to this brand, I go to this place, I go to this person because I know they'll take care of me. I'm just blown away. That was awesome. That was amazing advice. And I definitely agree with all of it. And it's funny enough, I just tweeted about this morning how communities for the long game. It's mm -hmm. definitely an X factor for companies in terms of growth and the value it can provide. So I definitely agree with that. Christina, again, thank you so much for being a guest on the Community-Led Growth Show. If people want to follow or connect with you, what are the best handles or and or channels for them to use? I live on Twitter, um, as you know. Um, so yep. that so that Christina G is me on Twitter. I, I live there rent free. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, and I'm I'm basically on all channels. Feel free to search Christina Garnett, and you'll find me. Um, but yeah, what happy to connect and um, talk about social listening, community building, advocacy, and and all things HubSpot. Wonderful. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thanks, you too.